0: Earlier this year, there was a rumor going around online that two hot companies might merge. One company was an electric vehicle startup called Lucid Motors, and the other was a SPAC. At the time, SPACs, or special purpose acquisition companies, were all the rage on Wall Street. They're shell companies that look for real companies to acquire, and investors had been pouring billions of dollars into SPACs, and new ones were forming all the time. So the potential of this merger between companies in two trendy sectors, SPACs and electric vehicles, made a lot of small-time investors think that they could make a lot of money. They were drooling over the possible deal between this SPAC and Lucid Motors across social media, in Reddit forums and on
1: Twitter everyone starts to get really excited about this giant merger that's gonna happen on these forums. People who had never heard of Lucid three weeks earlier suddenly were becoming totally entranced by this thing and you know, literally putting their life savings into the SPAC.
0: Many people put a lot of money on the line over this potential merger, but when the deal actually came together, it didn't live up to the hype. And the reckoning cost a lot of people a lot of money. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Ryan Knudsen. It's Thursday, May 27th. Coming up on the show, how social media fueled the rise of lucid
1: motors.
2: This episode is brought to you by Mercury. There's an art to making the complex feel simple. Everything
1: should be in sync so that even the smallest part serves a bigger purpose. Simplicity can transform your business operations. That's why Mercury powers your financial workflows from the bank account, giving ambitious companies like yours the precision, control, and focus they need to perform at their best. Apply in minutes at mercury.com.
0: Last summer, a new SPAC was born. It was formed by a man named Michael Klein.
1: There's this former Citigroup investment bank rainmaker, Michael Klein, and he has run a a sort of set of SPACs over the years. He's formed three prior SPACs.
0: So when he created this new one, his fourth SPAC, he named
1: it accordingly. Churchill Capital Corp. 4.
0: That's our colleague Elliot Brown. He covers venture capital, startups, and recently SPACs. He says investors were watching Klein's moves closely because of the successes he'd had with SPACs before. We've already talked about SPACs on the show, but here's a reminder. SPACs are basically shell companies. They don't usually make anything or provide any service. Their sole purpose is to find a company to buy. They raise money, go public on the stock market, and then go hunting for their target. If all goes well, the SPAC and the company they acquire can make a lot of money. And when Klein founded Churchill Capital Corp.
1: 4, he was off to a good start. It was, I believe, the second biggest SPAC ever raised. uh, Had $2 billion of cash in it. I think a little over $2 billion.
0: And with all that cash, Klein listed his SPAC on the stock market under the ticker CCIV and set out to find a company for it to acquire. A hot target for SPACs last year were electric vehicle startups — And one of the hottest EV startups at the time was a company called Lucid Motors. Lucid aims to make luxury electric cars. Think of like a high-end Mercedes or BMW. They recently unveiled a model that costs as much as $169,000. A lot of people thought that they had potential, even though they don't have a product on the market yet.
1: These guys haven't sold a car yet, but like they're really close. Like they have a factory that is capable of building cars and they have prototypes and, uh, you know, early test models.
0: And like a lot of startups, Lucid was hungry for cash.
1: This company has been around since 2007, and it had sort of been on this long struggle of raising capital. And they raised money to make a battery company, and then they changed tack because that wasn't really working out. And then they're like, well, we want to get into luxury electric cars. And so then they raised a bunch of money from some Chinese investors, and then they couldn't raise more money for a long time. And then they, like, nearly ran out of money.
0: Lucid got some money to keep going, but still, it hoped to raise even more by going public on the stock market.
1: And so Lucid's intention was to always go public through some form, and you know, for a long time, the prevailing form was an IPO, so that was sort of where they were looking at some point. And so then, uh, sort of SPAC mania happens.
0: This past winter, SPACs were everywhere. In the first five weeks of 2021, about twice as much money went into SPACs as IPOs, the more typical way of taking a company public. So for a company like Lucid, a SPAC looked like a good option. And for regular, small-time investors, it also looked like a good option. So much money was pouring into SPAC deals that the traders who were betting on them were starting to make a lot of money. Because of that huge potential, these investors were on high alert for the next big deal— And it looked like that next big deal might be with Churchill
1: and Lucid. So Bloomberg News does a story in January reporting that Churchill and Lucid were in talks to merge. And so Churchill's stock jumped up like 40% in a day. And, you know, you you report on mergers and and sometimes, depending on the price of whatever, the the stock will go up a bunch. And then it, it usually is a little volatile but stays around there. So this what happened is the news comes out and then it just sort of festers online and it just takes on this whole life of its own.
0: The Bloomberg story set off a frenzy online on places like Reddit and Twitter. Retail investors thought a lucid Churchill merger made perfect sense. So a lot of them invested in the stock and were hungry to figure out if the deal was actually happening.
1: They were essentially trying to confirm the Bloomberg story. And the way they do that is by, like, somebody puts up this chart showing all the connections between these executives at Lucid and the executives at Churchill. Um, And so it's like, there's no other company they could possibly merge with. And so, you know, at first it's sort of reasonable stuff. And then it gets sort of like people keep digging and, and posting, like, Lucid has a job posting on LinkedIn for someone who works in investor relations. Like, that must mean this thing is definitely happening.
0: Each time a new tidbit was uncovered, the stock would start to rise. In the month after that Bloomberg story, Churchill's stock, CCIV, climbed 240% to $34 a share. And investors believed the stock would spike even higher once a deal was actually announced. So they started looking for signs that the deal was close, even going as far as tracking flights between the cities where each company has operations to see if executives from both sides were meeting.
1: Someone noticed that a plane was going from San Jose to New York through Phoenix, a private jet. And immediately the quick conclusion of the chatter chambers online was this has to be connected to this deal because Lucid has its headquarters near San Jose and Lucid has a factory In the Phoenix area, and New York is where Churchill's based. So, what other possibility could there be? So, um, (laughs) so someone tweets this out, and other people like get sort of passed around, and then some like one guy on Twitter like sort of publicly offers stock if someone goes to Teeterboro Airport, right outside New York, to photograph this jet when it lands. So, this one guy who saw this on Stock Twits, a you know social media, Twitter-like thing, he lives near Teeterboro. He goes to Teeterboro with a camera and, you know, positions himself for when the plane lands, waits two hours, the plane lands, and, like, door opens, snaps a photo, and, like, a random family gets out.
0: (laughs) Having nothing to do with this deal at all. Yes. (laughs) Another man spotted a lucid prototype out on the road and started yelling at the driver to see what they knew. You guys merging?
1: You guys merging? Lucid, baby! Ah, come on! CCIV, CCIV. Look, see, he ain't telling us.
0: What do you make of the fact that people online and on these Reddit forums were doing such
1: aggressive sleuthing like this? I mean, part of it, like in theory, I think it's kind of cool. Uh, like, you know, reporters aren't geniuses. Like, we do some of this stuff our- ourselves. Like,
0: I- well, hey, I mean, I don't know. I don't know about you, but. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I can only speak from personal experience about reporters not being geniuses. Um, And, you know, I've looked up, I've tracked things like planes before to try to see if a merger is happening or what's happening in talks. And I've looked for connections. So, like, a lot of it is stuff that a hedge fund might do. What happened in this case was it became an echo chamber. And so only the, the sort of positive things that reinforced people's theory that this was happening were making it to the top of Reddit, getting retweeted all the time.
0: At the same time positive ideas were being reinforced, negative things, things that suggested investing in the stock was a bad idea or that the deal wasn't about to happen, got attacked online. This even happened to Elliot when he included a line in one of his stories that a potential deal might still be a little ways off.
1: In the middle of this, I wrote a story. Uh, I was sort of watching this from the sidelines, kind of mystified by why... Churchill's stock could have gone up so much before they had even completed negotiating a deal. And within the story, it had a single line which said, talks continue on the deal, but no deal is imminent. And, you know, because at the time, there was a lot of chatter online that, you know, people had sort of convinced themselves that a deal was absolutely on the verge of happening. And so, you know, I talked to someone involved with the deal and they're like, oh, it's, you know, it's moving along, but um, not going to happen tomorrow. And so the stock ticks down on this news. Um, I think it was like down 7%. And I got more hate mail than I've ever gotten. Um, I mean, just like all day. Uh, Just like people calling me a market manipulator, people calling me lots of things I can't say on here. Uh, Yeah, it was really uh, aggressive and abrasive.
0: For a lot of people on these forums, the narrative that these two companies were about to merge and that everybody was going to make gobs of money seemed to be set in stone. And in part because of that narrative, the stock price kept climbing.
1: So, you know, what happens throughout February is there's like no new developments, but the stock just keeps going up. And it's just like a lot more of these little head fakes and little signs. And it goes from 30 to 40 to 50. The stock ultimately reached
0: $63, a 530% jump. Then the day finally came that everyone had been waiting for. On February 22nd, Lucid and Churchill announced their merger. But it didn't go how investors expected. That's after the break. Investors had been waiting for over a month for Lucid and Churchill to announce a merger. And now, that day was finally here.
1: Lucid and Churchill have a tentative deal between themselves. Then they put out a press release. And that's on February 22nd, saying we have struck a deal to merge. And so this was the thing that everyone had been sort of speculating would happen. And the whole idea of the entire ride up was the second they announced this, the stock is going to soar. And, you know, they said that when it was 15, and it's like, it's going to double to 30. And then it was at 30, like the consensus was it's going to double to 60. And so, you know, people were talking about it hitting 100, 200. Uh, so they announce it. It's after the market closed, but you can see in after hours trading, the stock just plunges. And
0: investors who'd been hoping for a payday were watching it closely. Gal Ben-Chanoch was one of them. When the news broke, he was at work, tutoring a student in math.
2: I'm an educator, so I was in the middle of a class when they announced. Like, literally, uh, I had two screens, and then I see deal announced, and then I see my portfolio starts doing this. And I was like, oh my— Fingers
0: going up and down. It's volatile.
2: Yeah, it was like small spikes, huge dip, spike dip. I was just like, what's going on? So I was like— Yes. And I was like, oh my God, what do I do?
0: Gall quickly decided to sell almost all of his stock. And so did almost everyone else. It turned out a lot of investors planned on selling right as the deal was announced. And when they did, the stock started to fall. It was the opposite of what everyone had been expecting.
1: You know, the stock market is is about supply and demand and matching a buyer and a seller. And so what was happening was... Everyone had the same sort of thesis, which was buy on the rumor, sell on the news. If there's more of them that are trying to sell than buy, then the price falls. And so it was like a huge number of people who were trying to sell.
0: Too many investors had the same strategy. They were all waiting for the news of the merger to sell off their stock and make a big buck
1: there's, like, a ton of people trying to sell and no one really trying to buy in a big enough number. And it goes, like, you know, it just goes down from, it was in the 50s to, you know, 40s and 30s, and people are, like, looking at it on their Robinhood phones, and a lot of people can't trade after hours. And um, it's just this sort of, I imagine, these shrieks of horror coming out of the retail trading masses as they watch, you know, everything turn red. Gall
0: says he's a cautious investor and still came out ahead. But he says a lot of people weren't so careful. He saw their posts on the SPAC Reddit forum that he helps moderate. So what happened on the forum once the deal was announced between Lucid and Churchill?
2: You know, sadistic humor, (laughs) Um, some depression. We, you know, we post suicide hotlines reminding people that, you know, they're not alone. There's more to life than money. A lot of people were very grateful for that. Some people even requested that I post that again. Some people were vindicated, like, haha, we told you sell. You know, those people we kind of tried to deal with privately, like, come on, <laughs> don't beat people that you're down. These are strangers. You don't know their life. Today, Churchill's stock
0: is trading around 20 bucks. It's far from its high, but still about double where it started when the SPAC first launched. And it implies a value of around $30 billion for Lucid, which would make it worth more than Nissan and Mazda put together. Since February, when Churchill hit its peak, SPACs have cooled off generally. Regulators have made critical comments suggesting that SPACs might face more scrutiny. And since then, less money has been flowing to them. What is the lesson for retail investors
1: in all this? Generally what happened here is a lot of retail investors got really burned because they kind of became entranced by this online echo chamber and a lot of them lost a ton of money. Some institutional investors lost a lot of money because they were also betting on this. And Lucid raised a ton of money and, you know, not directly at the expense of these guys, but indirectly at the expense of these retail investors. So, like, now suddenly Lucid has an extra billion-plus sitting in its pocket because of this frenzy.
0: What does this story say about the risks of social media and investing?
1: I think one of the, the sort of, like, things that's exposed to me about the combination of social media and our finance system these days is that these online platforms can really lead to a exacerbating many bubbles and frenzies because basically everyone is saying yes to the moon, to each other. So you'd look online and and sort of the, the, the takeaway would be, this is the bed of a lifetime instead of the takeaway being like, man, this is risky.
0: That's all for today, Thursday, May 27th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and the Wall Street Journal. If you like the show, follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We're out every weekday afternoon. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.